before we start, please describe in detail for us what it was like to watch your newborn son have a piece of his manhood severed from his body. Yeah. Um, it was really hard, or very archaic looking. Um, I thought it would be like you know, some fancy tool that you kind of put on his fucking penis, you cut the foreskin away, right? No. There's like this fucking weird device with a fucking like trap. They put the screw down and like they fucking screw this shit down. And then they're, pe- they're they have these scissors that they're peeling away his skin and trimming away his fucking Johnson. Yeah. It is terrifying. Oh. Um, the best part was, and, and like I, I swear, the, the, the person, the lady who did it was extremely nice. Extremely nice. She but I, with I swear, all the women that were in that room were just, they, they, they all had smiles on their faces because they had so much control going on. Oh god! They've all, all their lives, all they want is just a snip a dude's. I'm not joking. And then like you, then you see it, and it looks terrible. What's what's the, what's the loosest skin you have? Maybe like your elbow, and it's loose. Be my nutsack. Yeah. Your nutsack. Just imagine that. Stretch yeah. that thing, and then then stretch fucking just trim that shit away. Just let it well, at least they <laughs> at least they stretch it, you know, because then it cuts easier if they just kind of let it loose oh and try god, to snip it. That, it would just get caught in the scissors. But how bad it would hurt. It now. looks terrible, and then like yeah when. I'm trying to cover my Johnson just looking at it because it looks fucking horrific. So let's ask this question. Why did you decide to circumcise the boy? Um, because I would not let my fucking, my son have anything but a mushroom. He, I, he's going to have a mushroom, not a fucking anteater. Wow. But, I, I mean, it was pretty traumatizing for myself. I'm glad. Um, felt bad for the little guy. Welcome to your football fantasy. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Uh, before we get started, we do owe a hearty congratulations to the big whiz. One more child in your family, sir. You have a two-day-old boy. I think we should all at least have a little toast, a little yeah. drink. I'm dedicated to the listeners. Here's to the baby. Oh, and here. more importantly, you made it to the show two days after the Ooh. birth of your second child. That's the most impressive thing I've seen all year. So definitely the most impressive yeah. thing you've done. Well, I don't want to let the listeners down. I'm here to give them the good stats. God knows you two would. Somebody's got to do it. Right? I know. I had to take a week off due to my failing advice. <laughs> I needed a, I needed a break. I needed <laughs> yeah. to let you guys have some success. You needed to recoup a little bit before yeah. we got into it. All right, so let's start with some news before we get to the fun stuff, because... A lot of a lot of shots at there. You got some shots from last week, Bullfrog. We saved them for you. You're Thanks, welcome. Guys. This week in football. Okay, so here's a little list for you: Kenneth Dixon, Jonathan Stewart, Rex Burkhead, Deonta Foreman. You know what they all have in common? They're all trash. Back. They're all fucking true. They are all back. From the IR either late last week or this week into Sexy practice. Is back. So the rule is, in case you don't know or the listeners don't know, when you are when you're scheduled to return from IR after your very first day of practice, you have 21 days to suit up for a game. Okay, so sometime in the next three weeks they'll be on the field. Could be this week. Uh, Rex Burkhead looks like he might be close to this week. Everybody else probably a couple weeks down the road. My question for you is this. For our listeners out there who, like I said on the Tuesday show, are scrambling for running backs, are any of these guys worth a speculative, sneaky ad on their roster? We talked about Foreman a lot. What do you guys think? If I had to rank them, probably Foreman, Dixon, Rex, 
Stewart. Foreman steps into the number two role. Well, I mean, Alfred Blue's been playing okay, but Foreman, I think, has got some potential if he can come back healthy. Uh, Rex is in a muddled backfield with James White really stepping into his own and Sonny McGill. Kenneth Dixon, I guess it all depends on what Alex Collins does these next couple weeks. How about uh, Ty Montgomery? Right, they got Ty Jim Montgomery Boris now. But, I mean, I think Dixon is more the is more of the Collins type runner. Sure. Uh, so that would be you know if Collins sucks against uh, whoever they got the Bengals and they got they again this is their five game stretch of fucking shitty defenses. So if Collins isn't doing anything, Dixon can step in. But I don't think Jonathan Stewart's worth an ad or even. Anything. This, so the only reason you might even consider somebody like Jonathan Stewart is, hey, we've got a rookie running back, first year in the pros, longer season. Does Saquon Barkley tail off, get hurt, get gassed before the season? We've seen it happen time and time again. Is it worth having a handcuff for somebody like that right now? And is Jonathan Stewart even that guy? Yeah. So if you're a Barkley owner, do you consider if you've got a roster spot handcuffing him with Stewart? No. Jonathan Stewart? Fuck no. I think Goldman would probably be the Goldman next one. is definitely the one to go with. Goldman is the one. We're three and twelve. You know, let's let's cut Barkley's reps. I mean, down. let's be honest. You mentioned the four guys here. The only one that's even worth considering is Foreman. Yeah, the four. There, there's the other guys don't mean anything at this point. Burkhead is Burkhead's shot. It's James White and Michelle's backfield. Yeah. Well, so then if we're talking about maybe um, Barkley getting hurt, you got to talk about Sony Michelle's had the same knee injury three times since he's been in the league. But here's the thing: it's James White's backfield. It's already. It's James White and well, Michelle what, already. What happened what, last time Michelle went down? It's Cordero Patterson. You think he's going to get the, w- the work over Rex Burkhead? Yeah, absolutely like I do. I could see Rex turning into a goal line guy. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, that, that might be. But, I mean, like, we're talking so a few touchdowns at the end of the year. I guess maybe at the very end of the year he might be a streamer. So, Foreman, maybe. If you're absolutely desperate, Burkhead might be worth. You guys aren't are totally out on the others. I don't hate that. I, I think that might be pretty appropriate. All right, next piece of news here. Joe Flacco. Looks like he's going to be out for this game. They haven't called it, definitely, but he hasn't practiced all week. He hasn't touched the field, really. So the question is, and they've gone back and forth, the team has about this, who's the starter? Is it Lamar Jackson? Is it RG3, who they have said, we're considering him for the starting position this week. And so I ask, which one do you think it is going to be? I ask, which one of these would you like to see for fantasy purposes, whether that's that's because you're trying to stream out their Cincinnati's defense, which we'll talk about later. Or or maybe you're trying to pick up a Lamar Jackson as a streaming quarterback to get some of those rushing yards. What do you guys think about this quarterback situation? Go ahead, Bullfrog. Oh, shit. I think it's going to be, if, if Flacco's out, I think it's a mixture. I think they're both going to get a lot of playing time. You know, Jackson's going to get in on a lot of the running, the running plays. RG's going to come in throw some balls, Jackson's going to throw some balls. So really, the starter would be whatever play they have called first. I think if Flacco is definitely out, it's going to be Jackson's game. They're not playing for much at this point. They're proving that their number, their, one of their first-round picks is, is value. Well, so one, one thing that I heard discussed this week is Flacco's contract is not over, but he is certainly droppable for the team next year. They can save $10 million by dropping him off the team next year. So, you know, if Flacco's out and they're actually considering this, then, yeah, maybe they see what Lamar Jackson can do, let him let him get out there. But it, would you want one of these two guys as a, as a streaming option if you stream quarterbacks? Rushing yards are valuable for quarterbacks in the league. We're playing at Cincy? Yeah. 
Um, who has led up. I also read this today. Cincinnati is the first team in the history of the NFL to have given up 500-plus yards three games in a row. That's not going to happen with one of those guys. Yeah. I I heard that he's been calling plays very confidently. What I haven't heard is that he actually looks good dropping back and throwing the yeah. ball. That, that's my problem with him. Um, and RG3, everyone knows RG3 at this point. It, it's gone. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that Harbaugh's feeling, feeling the pressure. You know, not not willing to name a guy and just. I think he's really he's worried about his job. He's gonna do whatever it takes to get a win, whether it's a mixture of these guys or running the ball forty times. I think he'd be happy if they won ten to three. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. at this point. So I don't know. I don't know if the even if even though it's a shitty Bengals D, I'm not sure if it's the right spot for either of those guys to go crazy. Sure. Here's a guy, Golden Tate. Golden Tate? Golden Tate. Fantasy value at the wide receiver position for years running now. Last year had a really rough game. Uh, he was two two catches, 19 yards, on only four targets. But the coaching staff there has said, hey, he's, he's much more ready now to get a bigger role. We're going to give him a bigger role. If you're a Golden Tate owner, you likely drafted him as your wide receiver too. Okay, And maybe you've been playing in between that position and flex all year. He's had a lot of targets. Um, what what do these owners do? At some point, are we confident to say, let's go ahead and start him at that wide receiver two position again, the flex position? Or do we just have to sit back and wait to see if he's ever going to get the looks again? I don't think he's startable at this point. You can't roll out your number two wide receiver and only get two catches a game at this point. Hey, I rolled out my number two wide receiver, Marquez Valdez, scantling on Thursday you got half a point. That's because you're a one, fool. My one catch. I mean, honestly, a number two. I mean, if you want to win your league and you're going to win your league, you need 20 points out of this position. Is Golden Tank going to get that to you for this right now? The answer is no. At best case scenario, he's going to get you five, six catches for, for 50 yards, which is going to get you 10 points. Mm-hmm. That's not enough points coming out of this position. Wide receiver, too. Yeah. Well, I'll have some more to say about Golden Tate a little later on Ooh, in the show. I haven't seen that yet. I can't wait. So, yeah. We'll save it for there. All right. Because it's on his fucking paper again. Another, Back to that. It's on the screen, buddy. <laughs> Another piece of news here. Last night uh, in the game, the Green Bay game, Jimmy Graham broke his thumb. He uh, it, it just came out like an hour ago that it was broken. Looks like he's going to miss, what, four to six weeks? Is that right? That's that's the that's the rest of the season. I mean, he's in, in essence, he's done for the season. He's certainly done for your fantasy season. He's an old goddamn man. Um, you had Jimmy Graham as your starting tight end for a long time, Bullfrog. Two leagues this year. How do you, you drafted him high. Yeah. How you feeling? And who? What are you doing to replace him? Uh, we're going to talk about what we're going to replace him at the streamer position. Yeah, we will. The Jimmy Graham experiment did not work for me this year. Uh, Too inconsistent. I did spend a shitload of fab on George Kittle. Hey, in one, in one league great, that I own Jimmy Graham, move. so I've got George Kittle. But I did unfortunately start Jimmy this week because uh, Kittle was on by. When you say it doesn't work, too inconsistent or just not enough points between? Yeah, not enough points. And inconsistent. I mean, because really, like every week, if you looked at the rankings, the projections, which I'm not a big fan of anyway, but Kittle and Graham were right there. 4 5, 3 4, yeah. 5 6. So it's like a coin toss, but every fucking week, who scored more? Now you don't have to George worry Kittle. about it. I mean, we talked about it earlier before the show started. There's really a, there, there are two tight ends, Kelsey, Ertz, and, and you just said, same thing, Kittle. And you got a tier down there with Kittle, Ebron, those yeah, kind of guys. Kittle and Ebron. After that, I mean, go go past fucking tight end six, and it is garbage. 
as as you'll see when we get to our streamers, it was real hard. Alright, let's get off of the news. I know there are a bunch of ins and outs, but like I said last week, you're better to look on Sunday than to listen to us on Friday. So, uh, <laughs> moving on. And now for more dumb shit I heard this week. We're looking at Tucson, Arizona for the dumb shit this week. I'm not sure when this happened, but I only just found this news story, and I think it's pretty fun. It looks like it happened about a year ago. It's fine. Uh, guy living in Tucson, lives in a double-wide trailer. Real nice double-wide, guys. New, looks like it has a new siding on about a third of it. Um, anyway, he, he, for whatever reason, was hanging out underneath his trailer, wiring up something, I guess, and he saw a spider, and he saw some spider webs, and he thought, you know what? I gotta get rid of these fucking spiders under my trailer. What's the best way to get rid of spiders and a bunch of webs underneath your fucking plastic-ass double-wide trailer? Burn them up, That would be a blowtorch. Oh, he, he, he lit his fucking trailer on fire, nearly got caught underneath it and died. Um, How does it burn that fast? Was it fucking just... Because it's a double-wide trailer made of plastic. Huh? Uh, he, so, so he... Uh, hey, burn his, he had a lady... There was a lady of his inside there. His son had to carry the lady out. She was hurt. I guess it took 23 firefighters to contain this thing oh, in, this, in this real tightly packed uh, motor home. Just burn, trying to burn down the whole fucking thing for a little spider living outside underneath his trailer. You were supposed to get him? What's that? He was afraid the spider was going to get him. I guess he was afraid to go to sleep. Burnt the fucking trailer down because the of spider. Burnt everything up in the trailer. Why? So you're a former firefighter, Wiz. I am. Why did it take 23 fucking guys to put out this fire in a... Double wide. Because, if you really want to get technical, we're, we're, we're more worried about what's going the other places that could burn down next to it. Okay. So typically trailer parks are really stacked on top of each other. Yes. They're very nice, very yeah. spacious. Super nice. Right? Yeah. That's the reason, buddy. There must not have been any California wildfires at the time. No. They were all, yeah, because... What an asshole! <laughs> hey, you know people die. Bullfrog. I feel bad for them. I can tell. You callous son of a bitch. <laughs> Here's some dumb shit, too. How about uh, Matt Patricia saying, let's practice outside because it's safer. <laughs> In the <What>? snow. <laughs> he said it's because uh, you... You've, that was one of his reasons, because it was more safe on the player's joints on the real grass oh, than on the turf. I have a question for you about this. Yeah, are, yeah. are you done with the experiment yet? Nah. Uh, he's bad. I don't think he's bad. I think he's really good. I, mean, I, I think ex- he's really smart. With I the think roster they had, I didn't expect him to be that the, great. The, the problem season. I have is that... I mean... Belichick got fired when, when he started in Cleveland, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this is Quinn, Patricia. They're tied at the hip. I mean, if one's going, the other's going. So I oh, think, that's I think what I'm saying. But I mean, like, I think people need time to, to, to actually, actually yeah. succeed at the position. No, yeah. and, and, no. Especially, especially if you're trying to change the identity of the team. Fuck which yeah! They, which he's trying to change the identity of the team from Matthew. It's gonna Stafford take time. Fifty take times time. And that's yeah. what somebody was saying. Is like maybe he was just trying to do a little pussy check and like I'm right, sure that's what he was know, doing. Who, who on the squad can fucking man up? Go practice out in the fucking snow. Mm-hmm. Well, you remember the beginning, gonna bitch beginning of the season? And... He was running their guys yeah, in yeah. the dirt, and they yeah. all, they all got pissed at him. Yep. He's demanding more of them than they've been demanded in the past. Correct. That's a good thing. He's gonna change the roster over. Yeah, you know they, we need they, to get some more picks though. Then we got to find a way to start. You want a John Gruden it? Yeah, Sell the fucking fucking farm. John Gruden and give me five first rounders and whatever he's got. You gotta going. give a new coach three years. My number is three years. If they can't get it get it turned around in three, three years, years is short. Well, yes, but this is a league where you have to win. Yeah. 
pretty quick. You're not, you're not wrong about that statement. I mean, yeah. three years is is the is a precipice of, of, of your garbage or your unless you're Mar- unless you're uh, um, sitting down there in Cincinnati playing fucking 18 years without winning a playoff game. But he, we, he competes in the division every year. That, that's yeah. why he's around. Yeah. All right, let's get off of this, this and move on to. We have shots from last week to do. We have shots from this week to do. We carried over some shots from Bullfrog from last week because they didn't want him to be left alone. Yeah, it smells like shit. First up, come our accountability stats from last week. This was just a big Wiz and Dewey's Nuts show. We both ended at 43% accurate. However, as happens most times, <laughs> Wiz made a call that was questionable at best. He picked, as I can't get it up, guy. Remember, this is a stud that's probably not going to perform uh, at their peak. Picked Andy Dalton. Just a little bit of information about Andy Dalton. He has finished top 12 three times on the year total. He's 33% owned in Yahoo. He was, he's been started in more than 50% of leagues. Only one time this year since week three. That was 55% in week eight. Doesn't feel like... A stud. Hey, Bullfrog, do you play daily? Yes. You do, right? So you, you, you base that on that, that going into that week, right? Exactly. All I can tell you, going into that week, he was ranked in the top 10. That was the reason. He was ranked number 12. He was ranked number 5, according to Sporting News, buddy. So you can, you can debate that all you want. Again, sporting News. Sporting News is... I, I will share my shot with you, and we'll if, take shots together. If but If you source. Uh, we're going to let you Half take shot. shot. I'm not taking it by myself. We tied, buddy. Pour it. Oh, yeah. Kind of sweet. Kind of shitty. Um, I'm going to move on to three in the pink. Two in the stink. We have a surprising result. This week, five out of 12 of us ended oh, in the shit. negative. That's a big boy. That's a, the rest that's a ended in the positive. Oh, cool. I will take mine. You can take yours. So uh, our, our leading scorer on the week was... Katie Babs, who has now in the past two, three weeks been in the top four in scoring, moving herself up into third position on the year. Nice job, Katie Babs. Right behind her comes G. Libertino. Guys, you know what it means. G. Libertino with a 52. Takes the lead. To Brad Drury's 47 this week puts Giancarlo, I believe his full name is, Right into the lead, 631 to 627 for the first time since week two. Brad D is not winning this bitch. Nice job, Ford Carlo. Fortunately, uh, our loser has been the same for many, many weeks in a row. Bullfrog is still at the bottom with a negative 222. Made up some ground this week, however, with a second positive week in a row. He pulls down a plus three to make it happen, guys. Who who performed well? Crowder still hurt you, but Aguilar got you some points. Mike Evans got you some points. Uh, finally, Dalvin Cook was on by. If he was on by any of those weeks where he wasn't playing, that might have helped you even more. But he wasn't. Uh, Wiz, once again, Wiz has a nice little week for himself. Aaron Jones puts up 35. Mike Williams hurt him. But Mike Evans gives him a 27 for a grand total of a positive 28. Not a huge score, but it's certainly enough to beat me, the loser of the week. Now, guys, this week I scored a negative 25. Wow. is Bullfrog numbers. It is the worst score I've had on the year. And Bullfrog's best. 
Absolutely. Um, Jordan Howard hurt me with a negative 30. Deion Lewis was right at about where he was drafted. Derrick Henry managed a couple of touchdowns to put him at uh, 14. So I got a few negative points there. Negative 25 isn't a terrible number, but I lose for the week. And worse, Wiz jumps back ahead of me in the total rankings. Wiz, you're sitting at number six right now overall. The good doctors between the two of us, and I'm at eight. Only 65 points separate us. I think I'll make that up this week. I don't think he will. I got Aaron Jones that actually had a very good week to start. 24 points a, or something. He had a huge week. Yeah. yeah. You Great have a, first you have a head start. Not that bad. All right. Are we taking the shot? Do I have a double? You do. I guess that counts as both of mine then. <coughs> for the last two. All right. So we had some bets this week. Again, just the two of us here for these bets. One of the bets we'll have to wait and see is one of these long-term bets. Cortland Sutton, top six at least once. Again, I make bets to make bets. You make bets like a bitch. Try to try to say top 12, try to say top eight. No, 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 I want to win. <laughs> and pussy. Yeah, I want to win. I did lose two bets to you, though, already. Soon to be three, Buster. My Zeke, it, uh, I said that he was going to end up outside of top 24 as he can't get it up. Zeke, I think he yeah. ended up number three. Yeah, yeah. Phenomenal. Look, I have him on my team. I was really happy to watch him do it. I'm happy to take this shot. Tyler Lockett, I said, would be uh, outside the top 24 after you picked him as a flex guy for you. Had a nice little week for himself as well. So I lost the two of those. I guess double me up one more time for that. If we look at last week's shots, the ones that we carried over... We're looking at uh, accountability from last week. I told you guys already, Bullfrog was at eight. That's not a double. He did two. He's only had three total, so I gave him a single. No, I have two more. You yeah. got two more. So, uh, Bullfrog, you were at 14% correct last week's inaccuracy. Your three in the pink, two in the stink last week was a heartbreaker for you with a plus 31. You still oh, came so in last. God damn it. I give up on that fucking game. I, I'm rooting to finish dead last. I'm you are the shot heavy favorite to finish dead last. I thought Gary last. was pretty bad. I am hoping for a Gary shot. Gary Haddle's at a negative 131. Bullfrog's at a negative 222. Oh, wow. Even after Bullfrog. his positive 34 over the last two. Another shot for me. There's one. Fill it up again for whatever the next game is. <laughs> Our accountability. We got shots from bets, the two of us. Hey, did you already talk about my accountability? Only fourteen percent. Sure yeah. Oh, okay. okay we bet the that. two of us bet. Well, you two owe that one. Now. I know. I said I got two. Two weeks ago, the two of us bet on Emmanuel Sanders and uh, Corlin Sutton. Did he win by Sutton. like a point or less? It had to be real close. One catch, which was a half a point, yeah. was the difference. I knew it was like real close. Yes. So I lost that one again. That whole offense fell to shit. Um, so I'll take a shot on that one. But I bet Jordan Howard over your Aaron Jones, and he destroyed him a couple of weeks ago. So you can you can take a shot for that one. So I've only got three. Big Wiz, you look like you've been... Oh, that was a double? I'm just getting my balls licked by his dog. Uh, yeah, you're, you're feeling left out here. So last week's, last week's Would You Rather results had Bullfrog with a 50% accuracy over your 38% accuracy. You didn't take that shot last week because he wasn't here. You can take it now. Bullfrog is still not as bad as he is in many of these games. He's still not lost. In yeah, would you rather you win all? And as good as you yeah. are in all of your bets, sir, <laughs> I never, I never won. Would you rather win a Would you rather? We'll try again yeah. today to see. We'll give you another chance today. You give me two names, I can get the right one. You give me thirty, I can't, <laughs> you can't pick. Just it's too goddamn too many. Much. I get frustrated. All right. Um, so those are our shots. Did everybody? Is everybody caught up? I got one more here. Cheers. All right, very nice. Um, we should probably take a shot for the birth of his child too. Hey, go make some babies. No, 
Yep. I've already done Only my two. Only in a t-shirt tonight. The two of us have already... <laughs> <laughs> Use an old t-shirt, not a crusty yeah, sock. Yeah, just reach over, find one that's laying on the bed. And... Why don't you just put it on your wife's pillow? Yeah, why don't you put it on your pillow, dude? Have you never come on your wife's pillow while she was out of town? I never have. No. I put it inside her pillowcase. Is yeah, that weird? How do they not notice? Yeah, like how do they not notice? How would you notice it's dry? It's just crusty. Exactly. What the you hell is brush it off, You lay on it. You're like, is that some drool? You brush it off. Drool does not go crusty. Drool does get crusty, sir. <laughs> on my, your face, not on a pillowcase. Oh, wait. I say it does. Yeah, what the fuck you got in your mouth? <laughs> Don't, worry. Don't worry about what we got in our mouth. Uh, all right, those are fun shots. Pour a shot for the baby. Yeah, we got it right here. I'll set us up for uh, can't this. get it up our next. Game. All I can tell you is I highly encourage the listeners to watch their son be circumcised. That's the worst idea you've ever had. I mean, it was pretty traumatizing, and it looks really fucked up still today. Let's take like a shot for the boy, little Dick Wiz. Welcome to the world, baby boy. Good job, Richard. No resentment. What's the matter? Big boy can't get it up. <laughs> Back to fantasy football. Now that we're a little drunk, we're done talking about babies. Um, uh, let's start with our can't get it up, guys. I've got a running back and a receiver. Let's start with running backs. Let's all do a running back here. I'll go first because it's my fucking show. Dalvin Cook's my guy. I'm sorry. It's all of our show, guys. I feel bad about saying that. <laughs> Dalvin Cook's my guy, Minnesota Vikings, coming up against the Chicago Bears. Look. This is the first week in a long time that Delvin Cook is healthy. He's not going to be on a snap count like he was in week nine right before his bye. He only had 14 touches in that game. Still managed, if not 100 yards, pretty close, right? Overall, total yards from scrimmage. But he gets to play against the Chicago Bears, has to play against the Bears. Bears defense has given up the third fewest fantasy points to running backs all season. Uh, the other thing that I want to say here that, that stood out to me when I was looking through this is the Bears are fifth in the league right now in first quarter points. They're scoring all their points early in the games. And I've said this while we watched games, right? Trubisky can only perform in the scripted 15 or 20 plays to begin a game. And he's performing very well. They score a lot of points. All that, one of the things that tells me is starts to game script teams out of the run early in the game. That's not to say Delvin Cook doesn't catch passes out of the backfield. We know that he does. But I think the team's going to have to be throwing a little more than they want to to begin the game well, just that, because... That's what's happening against the Bears. That they've gotten up early yeah. and teams gotten away from the run, except for Miami. Yeah. Um, I, I think you have a good pick here, just based on the Bears' defense. My only concern is this. Is Cook has his speed, unlike some of the other running backs that they have played, to actually bust one off that goes for 70 yards. Sure. He could have one... This, this could absolutely be a game where he's held to 3.1 yeah. yards a carry... 3.1 yard for three quarters at a time, and then he goes for a 70 yard touch. He might get 20 and touches. And that fucks my whole, my yeah. whole thing. It makes your day if you're a Delvin Cook owner. It might happen. That could happen for a lot of players in the NFL. Delvin Cook has the speed to make it happen. But I, I, I think at least for the majority of the game, if not all of it, he's going to be held a little bit slow. I think, I think this is a show me week for the Bears. They've, they've got to have the easiest yes. schedule. On the season thus far, yeah, this is this is a serious game. To have. I mean, well, they, this they is for the up, lead. This is for the lead in the division. Yep. But I mean, they played they they played the Seahawks when the Seahawks were trash. Cardinals, Buccaneers, Dolphins, Jets, Bills, Lions. And got their ass kicked by the Dolphins. They lost to the Patriots. Frank Gore. And they lost to the Packers. But those six wins, 
are against the, the six weakest, of the, the worst teams, teams in yeah. the NFL. Well, no, I think everything you said's accurate. It's a show me week here. We'll see what they what see they what really they do. do. Yeah, their offense is not legit, but I think their defense is. So their offense is really very legit good. when they have a fucking week to prepare. Yeah, the, like you said, they don't produce points in the second half. I'm like you said, their the offense is legit plays. for the first twenty plays. That's it. But they've scored. They've been scoring four touchdowns in twenty. Those right. twenty. So and that works. defense just gets to work. Somebody else hit me with a running. Back. I'll give you the same running, the same game, a different different team. Jordan Howard against the Vikings. Um, Howard has scored four teams in the last three games, folks. But he's going against the Vikings, who have only allowed two running backs in the ten weeks uh, to score to score. On the ground, right? So they've only given up two TDs. That's David Johnson and Evan Kamara. Uh, only once in the last four games has Howard gone for more than 50 yards. He's relied on TDs. I don't think it's going to happen this week. And honestly, Cohen's a better matchup against a def- difficult defense, which would be the Vikings. Yes, yeah, a legit. That's a great, great call. A lot of your calls I would have used if you didn't put him in the dock before I did. Just You got a running back, boy? Because I, I had all day today to think about it. Yes, you did. All because you were sitting at home on fucking paternity leave. Uh huh. Like well, a fucking Swede. I'm coming off of a 14 percent accountability rating here. Don't fuck I'm, it up. I'm looking to move up in the world. <laughs> so I'm gonna give you Marlon Mack this week, uh, <clears throat> going against the Titans, who are the give up only 3.9 yards per carry, which is the eighth best in the NFL. They've only allowed three touchdowns to opposing running backs on the season. None through the air, all three on the ground. I'm just feeling this is an Andrew Luck type of game. Their offensive line has been doing very well at pass protection the last couple weeks. 189 straight dropbacks without being sacked. That's awesome. Uh, from an offensive line that Quinn Nelson coming into the season that everybody thought was not going to be very good. And last year was (laughs) fucking awful. I think this is a luck. a luck type of game, another three or four touchdowns, which he seems to have been doing every fucking week lately. I was tempted to pick Luck as a candidate up guy. But Ooh. but the opportunities there, like you said, it's not going to be Mac. Mac can't run. The defense is good enough. And Luck produces no regardless. He's Why get were you tempted? Because that defense, the Titans' defense is good enough. It is good. They did slow down the Brady and company they, last I mean, week. They, but... but I just don't see it happening against Luck because he's going to get thirty. He's going to get forty some attempts at home in Indy. Yes, yeah. on the turf. I think Hilton Hilton's going to go fucking ape shit, probably. I hope so. I got him. Butler. I got him too. We got one more running back here. Wiz hit us with that last running back. Joe Mixon is the other running back against the Ravens. Uh, Baltimore is a top ten defense. They've only given up six rushing TDs all season. That's point six 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 per game. Ooh, devil. Cincinnati is a twenty fifth in rushing. At 852 yards for the season so far, since he is 31st in attempts, that's a big number there, folks. Pay attention to that because they don't hand the ball. They don't use Mixon when they should, and I don't see anything changing this week. My only concern here is, for some of you guys that are fantasy fans and football fans, is Hugh is coming back to Cincy. He is, as a special assistant to the head coach. Do you guys think something will change here? Do you think, because honestly, Mixon's a good running back. They just haven't been giving him the ball. I just gave you the stats. He's 31st in attempts and only 852 in yards. That's 25th. Do you think it'll change with you? No. Not this week. But Cleveland ran, pounded the fucking shit out of the ball. Cleveland? I know. Not this week against the Ravens. 
I'm fine. I'm, I like your pick, Joe Mixon against the Ravens. Yeah, I wanted to pick Joe Mixon. I feel like I feel like the Cincinnati offense has just been very bland and. The Cincinnati offense has fallen off the fucking. They've actually become very. Your, to your point, very bad actually. Yeah. I think that. Who'd they fire? Their defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Okay, but their offensive. Oh, Austin. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Joe Mixon's a good pick here, folks. I really do. My only. If they were smart, they would give him the ball, and they would get, he would get twenty touches a game, and that would get that would make him very relevant. I'm just not convinced that Cincinnati will actually do that. Yeah. All right. So I got a question for you guys. Well, I got you here. So I got Mixon, Collins, and Gordon. Which two do you pick out of those? You're not benching ever Gordon. Right. I'll play Collins, as you'll see. He's he's going to be my. Flex. All right. So let's put Collins at two. I agree with that. So then it becomes all right. Do you put Mixon in the flex, or do you play? Odell, you obviously starting. Yep. So then I got Corey Davis, John Brown, Emmanuel Sanders to pick from with we'll Mixon. Corey Davis down here a little bit later. I, I'd roll Mixon because yeah. a lot like a lot like he was saying earlier. This is a, like Dalvin Cook. It doesn't take but a play for Mixon make his make his nut. One drive, Mixon can have fucking eighty yards and a touchdown. So you would sit Brown. because even though they haven't been giving Mixon the ball, there will be a random drive in the game where he gets the ball six times in a row. And then he doesn't touch it for the rest of the quarter. Not Mixon's fault. Mixon's a phenomenal running back. He just hasn't been touching the ball enough. So, again, I think Mixon's... It doesn't take much for Mixon to go go off. So, you can't sit Mixon for any of those guys. And I'll talk about Emmanuel Sanders. What's what's Mixon's ranking right now? He's like 15. He's on that that ledge of a number one, number two running back. Mostly number two. Tell me But you always say... If you're the one or two, you play him. You it's play only him. the flex that you play. Yes, you worry about I always that. do say that. Yes, <laughs> Corey Davis is. I'll talk about Corey Davis. I think he's a good flex player. Um, yeah, I don't wouldn't necessarily go against nuts on this one. I think he, he's gonna get too many touches not to use him, not to start him. Right. Something to think about over the next day right. and a half. Anyway, sure. Thanks, so, guys. so think about the Baltimore Cincinnati game. You got a wide receiver in this game. If you're canking it up, guy, why don't you throw that out there? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try Tyler Boyd this week. Uh, I think he's in the high teens, maybe close to twenty on the week for rankings. Uh, I'm just not believing, you know. I, I just not believing in the Bengals offense right now. So that's what makes me nervous about Joe Mixon. Uh, I mean, last week everybody was high on Tyler Boyd against the Saints, as were most of the Cincinnati offensive guys, and he had four targets for three catches and sixty five yards against the Saints, and that was against fucking. Uh, uh, PJ Williams, I think most of the game, their slot corner for the Saints, who's Lattimore was not fucking matching up with Boyd. Eli Apple. Not what I read, but could have right. been maybe maybe a little bit of both. Maybe both. Know. Probably some of both. Eli Apple's. Stupid. But again, Eli. Yeah, I heard Eli Apple. I heard, I heard Eli Apple's gay. Could be. I heard a Dallas linebacker came out as gay. He likes to bob for apples. Eli. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to Tyler Boyd. Uh, I mean, no a- no A.J. Green was last week either. No A.J. Green this week. I think A.J. Green actually helps Tyler Boyd be a better receiver, uh, takes the coverage away from him, uh, opens up that middle for Tyler Boyd. Baltimore's yet to allow a 100-yard receiver on the season. I just, I, I, I'm not a big believer in Boyd. He's had, what, two good weeks out of ten? We've only heard two names from you, and I feel like you're going to do better than 14% already. Tyler Boyd's a great call. 
Um, so I've got a receiver here. It's Manuel Sanders, one of the guys that you listed for yeah. us. I don't think he's going to have a very good game this week against the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, so here's a little bit about the, what the Chargers have been given up. Had a rough start to the season, but they are on a hair late. That makes me feel good about my Super Bowl call. Uh, they've given up 100-yard games since week three to a wide receiver. Three wide receiver touchdowns uh, oh. since week three, all told. And only two games in which a wide receiver has had five or more catches since week three. So since that week three game, uh, their their defensive backfield has come to play, and they're shutting people down. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders himself, under 60 yards in each of the last two games. He he had a great like middle first half of the season, but it's tailed off here lately. Um, and Big Wiz said this last week, and I want to reiterate it, Emmanuel Sanders is on a team that just doesn't score a lot of points. They don't put up a lot of not, – it's not even about the points. They don't put up a lot of offense right now in Denver – you know, even when they win games, they're doing it on 20 points, 21 points, 210 yards of passing. Uh, that's hard to, That's hard for a wide receiver on a team like that to consistently produce. They're trying to get Cortland Sutton going a little bit on that team as well, so that's going to take a little bit away. Is Joy Bosa back? <clears throat> he might be back this week as well. He was He's practicing a little bit, so that only adds so, to it. So, the, can't get it up as top 24, right? Mm, yeah. I think I'll take this bet. I bet he finishes in the top 24. Manu Sanders? Yeah. Okay. It's a bet. It's a bet. Yay. I am officially going to replace her voice with yours. For <laughs> Every time there's a bet, you say it. I want to make a bet, too. Hey! Come on! Get it going! With Dewey's nuts about Delvin Cook. Hey, go ahead. Top 24. Yes, sir. Top tw- <laughs> well, I, I feel less confident about that when it's top twenty-four. Hey, but made, I, like the the bet, yeah, uh, I like to I like to make bets because it's more interesting to show when we. Because you know, Delvin Cook is my three in the pink guy, so I'm rooting for him, and I just don't think the Bears are as good as advertised. I think you're wrong on that. I think Minnesota's going to beat them. Do you know who Dan Hampton is? No. Mm-hmm. He said that that Mac is the best Bears defensive player in thirty years. Yeah, but the issue isn't even Mac. It's that everybody else on the defense is coming to play. It doesn't matter. The point is that Mac's that good and everyone else looks that, that good around him in my mind. Yeah. I All think right. the only thing that scares me a little bit about... I think you guys are going to be disappointed this About week. Cook. I think it's going to be a great game. That's I think really the Vikings good. win. Oh, it's so a Sunday nighter, right? You yeah. 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 I think they win both of the games that they've got against the Bears. I don't know if they will, but I think it's in, this, one's in, this one is in mini, right? The first... Uh, yeah, I don't know where it is. I think it is. Maybe I don't know. But my, I, I think I'm concerned that Cook might just bust one off. Yeah, he might. That no, so that's why, I'm, that's, why I'm, that's why I'm. This one's Chicago. Home. That's why I'm concerned about the bet because I think they'll shut him down most of the game. But he very well. Could he might get game. 20 touches. Tight talk, guys. Hide your kids. The boys are flex trafficking again. All right, we'll do the same thing here with our flex, guys. We'll start with the running backs. Each of us have at least one running back we want to talk about. I'll go first. Alex Collins, Baltimore Ravens. I know that they've added a running back piece to that team in Ty Montgomery, but I don't know that he had any snaps out of the backfield uh, last week in his first game there. Cincinnati, they've got Cincinnati this week. They've got Cincinnati in Baltimore this week. Cincinnati's horrible against the run. Second worst against the run in the league this year. They've Given up a, a lot of fucking touchdowns, a lot of runs to or, uh, yards to pretty much everybody they've played. Alex Collins himself has scored seven touchdowns on the year. Look, for most of the beginning of the year, Javorius Buck Allen was stealing touchdowns, hawking goal line work, 
Alex Collins has still managed seven touchdowns on the year, guys. Buck Allen's pretty much ousted of his role there. Uh, they're letting Alex Collins have opportunities in the red zone, which they haven't done in the past, which I really like. I like him scoring a touchdown this year. I like him running not necessarily for 100 yards, but, um, you know, if he gets 80 and a touch, I think that's plenty to put him inside the top 24. Uh, so so let's do it. I, I, I do. We, we, you better read what you have written right there. The last bit? Yeah. Uh, I, I said, I, I especially <laughs> like his opportunity when they throw Lamar Jackson in there or RG3 in there. <laughs> you want me to read it as written? I especially like yeah, his opportunity if they throw one of their black quarterbacks in there and run a lot of ops. <laughs> run a lot of options and get him the ball. You want me to ding that one? Oh, no, that's, uh, that's uh, racist. You gotta ding that. Oh, Jesus, I'm getting a little red in the face over here, guys. I forgot I wrote that. I wrote that when I was sober. <laughs> I'm less racist drunk than I am sober. I can't help it. You're but, a lover. Uh, You're a lover. That's right. When but uh, Alex Collins, I put him in. That's why I say he is your starter over Mixon as a running back to this week. <clears throat> I think he's a running back. His name is Theo Riddick against the Panthers this week for the Detroit Lions. Again, I'm not even actually sure he's actually a running back anymore because he doesn't carry the ball. This is like zero carries. Literally zero, zero carries. But the interesting stat here is focus. He has had at least 10 points per game with all without a carry, without uh, Golden Taint. In the last two teams without Golden Taint, he has had 13 catches and 96 yards, folks. And Marvin Jones will be out this week. I just think it's a good opportunity. He's going to get the he's going to get the touches. We're about touches all the time. Opportunity. Opportunity. It's a good chance he might get a touchdown. A good chance he's going to get you 10 plus 15, 20 points this game with a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, I like both of your guys' picks. Uh, Is it because of the black quarterbacks? Yeah, that's definitely yeah. the reason. Theo Riddick has a white quarterback. I'm not sure what the fuck you're talking My black quarterbacks. Well, then why do you like my pick? It wasn't all about black quarterbacks. Black well, I like Theo because Marvin Jones is out, and Theo Riddick's had uh, eight and seven targets the last two weeks. Uh, I think... You're wrong about the 10 points as far as half-point PBR, but if it's a full-point PBR, he's been over 10. Half-point fan duel or half-point has only been, uh, what, 9 and 7? Feels nitpicky. So, well, I'm just saying. Very nitpicky. So, no, I mean, depending on the league, though, right? I mean, full-point PBR, Riddick has more value than if it's a... 100% you're right. If That's, it's a half-point yes. even, he loses quite a bit because he's he probably not going to score a touchdown. And a reminder to the fans... Our standard is half point PPR with all the things we talk about. Our standard, about. if we want to overachieve, we go bigger than that. Yeah, sure. So, like, <laughs> when we talk about daily, you know, maybe he loses a little value because, you know, touchdown percentage has got to be pretty low and, you know, only at half point PPR uh, without any carries. But I still like Riddick this week. Uh, my, my running back. Hey, I'll be, make a bet with either of you. you. Either of you. I bet Theo Riddick scores more points in a full PPR than a half this week. Anybody? <laughs> No thanks. Okay. Not that drunk. All right. Do you really see that? I thought I'd try. This nope. is the kind of bet you offer. This. <laughs> Bets that are sure wins. That's why your percentage is so high. Uh, Give me a runner back. Both uh, right. We're going to try Peyton Barber this week. Whoa. I'm going with guys that I would Deep. never fucking talk about any other week. Deep. Deep. I think I don't I don't see your change in this this Yeah. That uh, 14% looks good now. Ronald <laughs> <laughs> Ronald Jones is out. Uh, you know, Jacquiz Rogers had fucking ten fucking catches in junk time last week. 
the Giants, I, I don't see that game being uh, too one-sided. I think it stays relatively close or back and forth throughout most of the game. So I think Barber should have a role in that game throughout the entire uh, entire game. You know, maybe gets 15 catches and maybe five targets out of the backfield, which maybe, uh, maybe pops one in the end zone, which puts him into the top 24 this week. All right, flip it. Give us your receiver. We'll run up the list here. Ah, this is where I'm going to take another stab in the dark, in the taint, in that dark, tainted area. Mm -hmm. A big stab. (laughs) It's dangerous to stab the taint in the dark, though. (laughs) You could break something. You could get some swelling. Uh, Or you could just... uh, A-hole penetration. Any hole is better than no hole. That's true. (laughs) Interesting. We're going to go with Golden Tate for the Eagles. Again, that that game should be like 40 to 30-ish or... 38 to 35 or something high scoring. So I think Golden Tate's going to get a much higher, bigger opportunity this week. Last week he only ran 18% of the snaps. Yeah, and over two he said two catches. That's that's what's the most concerning stat. Well, that was no one game. One game. One game. Okay. I mean, he jumped right in, not knowing much of the playbook. So they ran him 18% of the snaps. I think another week in, I think Tate's a pretty smart dude. I think he probably is going to be out there 70% of the snaps this week. And the coach has said he feels, he feels he's ready. So I mean, Dougie Doug wants yeah, to I play mean, him. And if the Saints are smart, who are you who are you going to take away? Well, Lattimore is going to be running around with Jeffrey a lot of the game. Yeah, uh, you got to focus on Ertz. If you don't for- focus on Ertz, you're a fucking dumb fucking defensive coordinator. True story. Yeah, you actually might put Lattimore against Ertz. I mean, or that he's the Bill Belichick's in the world would do that. I think in this high-scoring game, Golden Tate's going to have some opportunities, and everybody knows when Golden Tate gets catches and opportunities, he makes plays. Is so I'm thinking Golden Tate's going to be a good a good flex play for you guys. Not a bad choice. I'm going to go with Corey Davis against the Colts. Chasing points. Um, yeah, that's exactly what yeah. we're doing here. We are chasing points. In this position, it's 100% what we're doing. Um... The last two games, Davis has gone off against Dallas when he had seven catches, 120 yards, and a TD. Against New England, he had six catches, 56 yards. Um, each of those two games, he's had at least at least 10 targets in each, and that is a big number, folks. That is important to pay attention to. Um, Tennessee's won each game in each one of those, so don't expect things to change. They're going to try winning the game, and, and Davis is going to get the opportunity with 10-plus targets on you. Oh, you're done. That was it. That was it for you. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give an old name to you here. And we haven't said in a while on this show. It's DT Money. I like Demarius Who? Thomas. Who? Houston Texan wide receiver wow. here. Who are they playing? Uh, Washington Redskins. So, Demarius Thomas, last week was his first week on this team. He did go over on a bye week, but last week was his first week playing on this team. He only had three targets, but he did manage to play 79% of the snaps. So he's picking up the offense quickly enough that it can be out there. Uh, maybe not necessarily ready to actually do work, but he's out there. Uh, this, this being his second week, his second game with this team, he's, he's, he's obviously uh, picking up the offense more in two weeks. You expect that 79% to come up. He should be on the field almost all of the snaps across from DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> Nook, apparently, is his nickname. Nook. 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 Yeah. Look, Kiki Kuti is still game time decision for this game. I know that they don't do the same thing, but if he plays, he'll take some opportunities away, I think. But if he doesn't play, that just boosts DT Money's opportunity. 
The Redskins, as we've said over and over on the show, sneaky good defense, underrated defense this year, but they haven't been very good against specifically wide receivers for fantasy purposes. They've given up the eighth most fantasy points to wide receivers on the year. My real concern here is just that in the past three games, Deshaun Watson hasn't thrown the ball much. Less, I think he's right at 25 um, passing attempts a game over the past three. Now, the first five games of the season before that, he was more like 35 or 40 passing attempts per game because they were struggling. Washington is a very good team against the run. That's where they thrive on this defense. They shut down the run. We know Lamar Miller's not that good anyway. Alpha Blue's not that good anyway. Should the Redskins shut down this run game, Houston will have to go to the air a little more. I'm hoping to see a 30-plus attempt passing day for Deshaun Watson, which means more targets for DT money, more opportunities. And he's running, even though he's not fast like Will Fuller, he's still running those deep routes like Will Fuller was. So it doesn't take a ton. And you're accurate a lot what you said here, especially with Washington <clears throat> giving up a lot to wide receivers because, like you said, they have a stout run defense. Um, my general concern here is Watson is, is shown that he just throws the ball to the open guy. It doesn't matter if it's the, the fucking hillbilly tight end out of anywhere. It doesn't really matter. Sure. He throws the open guy, and I'm not sure DT Money actually gets open enough to actually get the ball. Right. On a, <clears throat> so for a, for a deep guy like this, throwing to the open guy simply means you see you read one-on-one coverage yep. pre-snap, and he he'll, he's smart enough to read those, and they'll, he'll get that. Deshaun Watson will get, or uh, uh, Demarius Thomas will get that. There'll be opportunities there for him, I think. So we'll see. Uh, let's move on to the next thing. Now that's a stream. Can I jump in on something real fast here? Yes, sir. Just on, on Wiz's Corey Davis pick that I like. All right. I just want to kind of talk about something. Last week, Corey Davis ran 60% in the slot, and uh, he scored his touchdown out of the slot. Uh, he's matched up against a 5'8 guy that runs slot corner for uh, the Colts. But more than anything, I feel like this is a new this is the new way for number one wideouts to have more success. Slide Move them around. Yeah, run them in the slot. Get some better matchups. You know, don't just fucking run your outside wide and run your three or four They're route three. So there are only a handful of wide receivers, ex-wide receivers in the league that are good enough to just play right. man up against with safety help. There's the very, very few. Well, so and this the quarterback play is not a good enough. There's to Julio hit Jones, Odell Beckham, and DeAndre Hopkins. Well, AJ Green's been up there this year. Years past, not necessarily, but this year. Adam Thielen is certainly, well, he's running he's out of the slot. slot. Yeah. slot man. 50% of the time. So when these big guys that aren't used and, to running out yes. of the slot, they're starting to get, that's what the AJ well, Green, honestly, he's been let, in the slot. Let's explain a little bit. Uh, Cooper, the last two weeks, has actually become a usable fantasy player. When he's, Cooper, yeah, yeah. When he's not running against, when, he, when he's moved across the field. Yeah. Not a number one receiver when he's coming against anyone that's in that slot position. And we talked about that. I talked about that. We talked about that a lot about guys moving moving teams, and now yeah. all of a sudden you're facing a number one corner or mm-hmm. a number two corner, and it's like that's a big impact. If that's the guy you're running against every fucking possession, is number one corner with safety help. Well, that's you. what that's what smart coordinators do. Bruce right. Arians did it with Heinz Ward many years ago, and he did the same thing with Larry Fitzgerald. 
Byron Leftwich is doing the same thing with Larry Fitzgerald. Hey, Leftwich is stealing that. Yes. Ah. Let's talk streamers. Who wants to jump out with a quarterback for us? I elect Wiz. <laughs> I guess I will. Oh, um, ah. I said it last week, and I said I would never say it again, but I just can't help myself. Something about him and something about his family I just can't resist. Huh. Um, he did put up three TDs, 100 yards. I'm going with Eli Manning, folks, again! Playing Tampa Bay. I just feel like it's a high-scoring fucking re- a fucking train wreck, and I want to be part of it. Who if, doesn't want to be part of that? If you just if you look at matchups and just real basics, I mean, you can't avoid Eli. I, I almost picked Eli. <laughs> Me too. Except he that, was on my list. Except that I also said I'd never pick him again, and I have some fucking integrity, people. <laughs> He's full of shit. He has no integrity <laughs> when it comes to this show. Uh, um, you, is that all you got to say about him? Go no, ahead, I'm going to give me some stats here, folks. Tampa Bay allows the most points to opposing quarterbacks, and only two quarterbacks all season have gone for less than 24 points, and that is Alex Smith, Schmuck, Nick Foles. and Nick Fultz. Yeah, so expect points here from Eli Manning. Again, I told you I would never pick him again, but I just couldn't help myself. Hey, I don't know. Is Eli better than those two guys? Yeah, I'm going to talk know. I'm gonna talk about I Nick don't know Foles if he in is. a minute. I'm going to jump into mine because Nick Foles comes into play with mine as <laughs> well. Okay. Um, I'm picking Dak Prescott this week. Okay, so Dak Prescott, he's thrown the ball a lot. Over 30 attempts in each of the last three games. He's found a wide receiving option that he likes in Amari Cooper. Over 250 yards and or multiple touchdowns in each of the last three games. And he's got a rushing touchdown in three of the last four games. We talked about this preseason in one of our stats of the week. Dak Prescott... Uh, over the past two years, I think, has the most or second most rushing touchdowns, six a year. Yeah, six a year. Yeah. Um, he gets fantasy points running the ball. He's not running for a lot of yards, but he's still running for these touchdowns here lately. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys get to play against the Atlanta Falcons this week. We saw last week how bad they were when the Cleveland Browns went ape shit against <laughs> them. They're giving up fourth most points in the league to quarterbacks. Uh, they've given up 300-plus yards or three or more touchdowns in every game this year except one game, and that was their week one game versus Nick Foles. So, yeah, Nick Foles can't get it done against anybody, <laughs> clearly, but everybody else that has played the Atlanta Falcons has gone for 300 yards passing or three or more touchdowns. It feels like an obvious Dak Prescott is finding his own again. This offense is coming together again, looking to make a run for the division. I think I don't think they necessarily win this game, but I think they make it a fight in a in a high scoring battle with the Atlanta Falcons. Give me Prescott. <laughs> I love some Dak this week. That's a great call. Thank you. Yeah, he was on my list, but you had him, so I had to go with someone else. So I'm going with just Marcus Mariota. Uh, since he's been healthy, coming off their bye, he's been playing a lot better. Uh, him and Corey Davis seem to have a little connection going. Even Johnu Smith's getting involved. And as everybody knows, Mariota's always available to run and get some points on the ground. And uh, I love me some running quarterbacks. Uh, so, yeah, I think Mariota against the Colts defense, who hasn't been terrible, but they're still giving up points. Uh, and I think Mariota's going to – they're going to be playing from behind. I, th- I think. Uh, so, I think Mariota's going to be a decent streaming option for you this week. I like him as a streamer there. I think I said that on Tuesday. Nice. Yeah. You listen, <laughs> haven't listened to the Tuesday. Come on, you fuck. Yeah. First you quit the show on Tuesday, and then you just stop <laughs> listening to. God damn. Let's go tight end. It's just too serious for me. Both of these next two positions. I do it in five minutes. I, I don't have time for jokes. And there's nobody to make jokes. I could make jokes to the couch. 
Actually, my wife sits down there and listens to me record most of the time. Did she call you a fucking idiot? She just sits silently and listens. Afterwards? No, she blows me after. Oh, you know what? That's even during. better. Hey, That's even I'm going to see if I can get her this week. You text me, say it's happening during, I'm going to oh, listen to this. I was going to show up this week. Oh, you come? Yeah, you can. It's fine. I'll put a sheet up. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Uh, all right, let's talk about tight ends. I will say that tight end and defense streamers both hurt me to make a selection this week. They are bad. Six teams on by means it's fucking hard. They go bad all year. Some weeks worse than others. This week, I'm choosing tight end from the Arizona Cardinals. Ricky <laughs> Seals Jones. And again, Bobby. it was tough to pick, but look, Ricky Seals Jones is averaging five targets game on the year. Nine targets last week, his best on the season. The problem has been all year long, and will likely continue to be, that they're garbage targets. They're targets for four yards. They're targets for six yards. He's not getting more than 25 yards a game. Yeah, he. I think he crossed 50 last week with his nine targets. Uh, and he's not scoring touchdowns. I think he's got one touchdown on the year. That's the big issue. When it comes to streaming tight ends, it's always touchdown or bust. But I picked Seals Jones because if he's ever going to score a fucking touchdown, it's going to be this week against the Oakland Raiders who have given up six tight end touchdowns. Four of those have come in the last three games. They're giving it up to tight ends. You know, again, this is one of those, if Ricky Seals Jones ever deserves to be in a starting (laughs) fantasy lineup, it's this week, this week, or you can just delete him out of your entire league. Want to bet this one? I don't. What is the? What do you want to bet? No, I don't. I'll bet that he gets at least five targets. Um, I'll bet he goes under forty yards. You heard me say that I'll bet he gets at least five targets. <laughs> forty yards. It's the only thing that's been. No, I'm not going to bet that he's gone over Come forty. Come on, you said you bet everything. He's gone over forty twice on the year. Thirty yards. Uh, <laughs> yards bet by Ricky. God, there's a lot of value on um, that. Take it. Holy shit. There's no what value. Draw that like a fucking five cents. <laughs> five cents on that one. Wow. I'm gonna go with Evan Ingram here, folks, for the Giants again playing Tampa. I just couldn't resist this game. There's just too many points to be had. Evan Ingram has averaged six targets per game over his last three that he's been healthy. Tampa's given up seventy yards per. 74 yards per game per tight end in a total of five TDs, and they've given up 23 receiving TDs. Just too much opportunity not to play Evan Ingram, and there's so much trash in the tight end category. I'm going to stop you right there and say, Sure! Good luck fucking streaming in a tight end that's owned in 81% of Yahoo leagues, guys. Right now, he's my he is ranked 23rd tight end in my list. That's not what streamer's about. So oh, I it is. Pick him up today. All right. Go ahead, Bullfrog. Ha 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 uh, yeah, I think that's, fuck, there's not much out there, guys, to stream, uh, but he is available in the majority of leagues, so if you're desperate, uh, like I wish I was, and I didn't start Jimmy Graham, but I did, so, you know. Speaking of desperate, let's move to the defense position. Who's got a streamer that they like? Because I don't like mine at all, <laughs> so you go first. 
I'm going to be taking the New York Giants as my streaming defense this week because, ladies and gentlemen, only one thing to say, the magic is over. Ooh, that is all. Ballsy. Ballsy. I, think, <laughs> I still think Fitzmagic has that... three touchdowns. That is not a good pick. Don't Listeners, do not pay attention <laughs> to that. That was not a good one. I was tempted, but... It's magic throws a lot of touchdowns. Not oh, last oh, week. Oh, he does? Okay. Not last Not week. Not last week. Better, better. That's because the magic is over. All the time. Yeah, what's the magic the, is over. I'll make a bet with you. About Fitz magic? I think he throws at least two touchdowns. I think he goes at least 250 and two. I'll take it. What was the bet? 250, 250 and 2 for Fitzmagic. Two. So you got to heat both. Uh, and you're you taking it? both criteria points. you got to hit both. I'm taking it. All right, I will tell you mine as you type that in. I'm going to pick a defense that is lately one of the worst defenses in the league, guys. It's the Cincinnati Bengals. I told you just a minute ago that they've given up 500 yards in three consecutive games. But I'm going to pick them against the Baltimore Ravens this week. We've said it. Flacco's not playing this week. Probably going to be Lamar Jackson, maybe RG3, if Flacco does, in fact, sit. And look, neither of these two guys are great quarterbacks right now. I What I anticipate is not necessarily the Bengals keeping a lid on that Baltimore offense, but I think positive point production going into this game. The Bengals have 10 interceptions on the year. That's six best. You put in an untested quarterback and expect them to throw the ball. I think there's an opportunity for some turnovers for the Bengals, and that's about the best you can hope for in a bad week. I think we can get some turnovers, maybe get some sacks. If RG3's back there, he won't necessarily take off. He'll try to scramble in the backfield and get taken down. I think if Flacco doesn't play, this is a, f- a phenomenal pick. I don't know about phenomenal. Is it? What, I'm tempted to make a bet that they won't do as well as you think they are, but they're my streamer, so I'm not going to make that bet. If Flacco doesn't play... They might, I mean, you might see two, three INTs all day long. Yeah. Why, yeah. why would they even throw the ball, though, if Flacco doesn't If Lamar play? Jackson starts, he goes for 120 yards and two rushing touchdowns. And I got a bet. And three TDs. Here's or three INTs. Three INTs. That's why I'm picking them, for the interceptions. Here's an interesting bet. If Flacco's out, I want this bet. Okay. This game will be the first 1 o'clock game to finish. If Flacco's out? Yep. I mean, I'll take it because the odds and pound and I'll the clock's going to do. The odds feel good. No, no, no. We're not double dipping on it. Oh, yeah. What, what do you mean we're not double dipping on it? You get the opportunity to no. double dip when you if want. If there's a major injury, it gets nullified. Sure. Uh, if there's a major uh, injury, uh, it's nullified. I'm into that. I'm changing that. Shit, I'm into that. I'm talking about just a normal gameplay clock. That's the first game over. We're all right. We'll see. That's just going to be a lot of rushing attempts in that game, I feel like. Well, I don't think that's a bad idea there, Sunshine. All right. Are those all of them? No, we haven't hit yours yet, please. New Orleans Saints, who you will usually say, "Oh my God, they're owned by forty percent of the league." Oh what? Jesus, forty percent's good. Anything under fifty calls them a streamer. That's our rule. We've said this out loud before. I look at rankings, asshole. So they're playing Philly this week. It's not stream. It's stream. I'm going New Orleans, folks. <laughs> yeah, stay in New Orleans. Ah, uh, the Rams. Did well against them, you wrote. Two of the last else. three games, they've given up less than 24 points per game. That's there what you should pay you attention go. to. The outlier is the Rams, the second best offense in the league. So they're doing well of late. Let's talk about our studs. This is Bullfrog's first opportunity. Talk about a stud of the week. 
You can pick anybody in the fucking league and say they're going to do... The, just blow it out of the fucking water. On your request. Bullfrog wanted this segment in the show. So kick us off. Who's your stud of the week? I'm going to try it. Well, I love I loved who you picked, Dewey's Nuts. Thanks, buddy. But you already had him. So I'm going to go with the, the 2016 version of David Johnson. Ooh. To come to life against the Raiders. Score about three touchdowns. 180 all-purpose yards. Jesus. Ah, that's just wishful thinking. That's Ra- not a bet. That's just wishful thinking. The Raiders are bad. Byron Leftwich is trying to re- resurrect the Arians' offense. And He's that's not what, doing a bad job. Give it to your yeah. best player. That's what it only not, makes that's sense. Game. Give it game. to your best player. Not too bad. Wiz, hit us. I'm going to go with Carry On My Wayward Son Johnson. Um, Can you sing it? Not right now I couldn't. You're drunk enough. If you can't do it now... When can you? He's at least had at least fourteen touches in five straight weeks. He's averaged fifteen points per game in over his last three games. And folks, he's played the Carolina Panthers. And I don't know if you saw that Thursday night game, but folks, that defense is atrocious. Um, Panther running back, Panther defense is given up to opposing running backs. Six running backs who have had ninety-five yards and a TD in each week. Carrion Johnson's a good chance to go off. We shall. See. You know what else is atrocious? Anything to do with the Lions. Do you want to bet him on this one? Yeah, we're gonna bet. That's the bet. I guarantee you, he's not the number one running back. Well, that's you got easy. You said ninety-five back. yards and a touchdown. I will. I will say David Johnson outscores fucking Carry On Johnson all day long. If who's, you want to take that and, bet, and who's he playing? The Raiders. <laughs> I mean, you said Carry On Johnson was gonna be the biggest score of the week. I'll take that. So bet. you have that's to be good, willing I'll to take that bet. bet. Yeah. I don't think either of you want to bet with my no, guy. I think Saquon motherfucking Barkley. We know that Saquon Barkley is a stud. Is he everything that people thought he'd be coming into the league? Yeah, probably. This week he gets to play Tampa Bay. This is Tampa Bay without two of their starting linebackers. Quan Alexander, Levante, David, both out of this game. Look, pass catching backs against this team, really good ones anyway, have had... Beautiful times. Uh, three Cohen, Alvin Kamara, CMC, all I think went over um, 75 yards and a touchdown receiving against them. So, um, you know, even if Barkley can't get it going on the ground because that offensive line is still putrid, he's going to have a great game through the year. They have given up the second most, or sorry, Barkley has had the second most targets. I don't know if you know this. Second most targets to a running back on the year, even more than Alvin Kamara. Only second to James White. Wow. They're going to throw it to him. He's had at least 100 scrimmage yards in every game but one this year. He's going to just have a huge fucking day. We'll see if the touchdowns come, but he is going to approach 200 total yards this week against the Tampa Bay fucking ears. It's going to be a big one. All right. You ready for your uh, moment in the sun? Daily Deep Throat. I'm ready, motherfuckers. Uh, yeah, daily. Let's talk about a couple guys here. Quarterbacks, real fast. I'm going to run through what I like, and then I'm going to give you a little sample lineup that I've created. I like you giving them a lineup. Hey, quarterbacks, Andrew Luck, 7,800. FanDuel, Wentz, 77. Dak, 74. Mariota, 71. If you want to go real cheap, Rosen at 65. Running backs, I like Barkley, 88, Gordon, 87, CMC, 86, Zeke, 84, DJ, 79, Alex Collins at 6, 
And Deion Lewis at 5,900. Wide receivers. Thomas, 88. Hopkins, 86. Odell, 85. Hilton, 68. Tate, 66. Galladay, 64. Davis, 62. And, yeah, that's probably about it as far as receivers go. Again, that was seven of them. That's a lot. But uh, you can sort through some of that data later. Uh, tight ends. I'm gonna I'm gonna pay down this week. I like Vance McDonald against the Jags. Hireman for 54. Vance was 55. And Ricky Seals Jones for 52. Uh, again, uh, Ertz is on the main slate. I don't think I'm gonna pay up for him. Kelsey is on the not on the main slate. So I think I'm paying down for tight ends. As far as defenses go, I'm looking at the Ravens at 42, the Steelers at 38, and the Giants at 37. So here's a little lineup that I've got in as of right now. Uh, again, I'm sure there'll be some changes made, but tell me what you guys think. And Wiz and Nuts, you as well. I will. Dak. Love it. Barkley. Love it. DJ. Yeah. Corey Davis. Michael Thomas. Nelson Aguilar. Vance McDonald, Deion Lewis, and the Ravens D. Came off the rails about halfway down. Once you said Nelson Aguilar, you lost. Yeah, right? I, I, I well, did not pick him. You cannot pick You can't pick all the all best. Studs. I, I like, I mean, a, I like that you took two for you. stud running backs. I, I, liked, I like Corey Davis. I just think you you got to pick a player who is going to get more opportunities than Aguilar, and, that, and mm. Aguilar is not getting enough. Last week, Aguilar had a nice day. Jesus, right, well, his nice day was 90 in yards this, and In this catches. price range, here's your options. Sanu, Beasley, Aguilar, Sneed, Didi, Moore, Inman, Roberts, Kirk, Gallup. That's the guys in that price range. I like Sneed way more. Ah, boy. Without Flacco? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I don't hate the Aguilar. Keep going. Who's about Sneed? I like Sneed better, too. Sneed, maybe, but... There's uh, there's higher upside. What That's I like, all Daly's about. What I like about this lineup is that you fucking paid up for running backs because we know that wide res- it's easier to pick a wide yes. receiver in the middle range that can score the points than it is a running back to try to make up the points uh, picking a mid-lane guy. So, so I like that. I mean, I could drop down... Because yeah, no one's making up Todd Gurley points. I could drop down two or 300 bucks at tight end. That gives me an extra couple hundred. Let's see who I could bump up from Aguilar. So I could bump up to somebody like Sutton or DT Money. No. Like and drop down to like a Ricky Seals Jones from no. Vance. No, 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 no. You're right. right. I think Vance would be a much better yes, option. It's a much better option. Well, you, then can, that's the comparison you got to make. Can Vance we, and Aguilar. Well, now, now we're making really serious options here. Or DT Money and I Ricky like, Seals uh, Jones. What's the better pairing there? Yeah, McDonald's way higher. Way you, higher. you may notice that DT Money and Ricky Seals Jones are both selections. <laughs> exactly. That's, okay. that's why I bring them Here's up. Here's what I'd like to propose a bet this week. I think I've got enough. Let's all three of us pick a daily lineup and see who does the best. Motherfucker! Was that, well, was that the wrong drop? Well, man, we can make a little three-man tournament on FanDuel and make it Done. official for a dollar. <laughs> Done! Alright, we do have to move on, though. Because it is getting late, so... Would you rather... This week's Switch Rather, it's been a little while since we've played. It's going to be me versus Wiz. Bullfrog is going to give us uh, this guy or that guy. We get to pick the guy that we'd rather start out of the two. 
We're going to keep track. Who does better? Worst gets a shot. Wiz is yet to win this game. I've only lost once to Bullfrog, who has yet to lose. So Yeah, I've not. I've done a really poor job. You're shit, you're shit at this. You're shit at this. I'm great when I pick numerous ones. Players are all out there that I'm fabulous at. All right, we're going to start with the quarterback position. First up, Carson Wentz at New Orleans or Andrew Luck versus the Titans. Luck. 100%. So, yes, the Titans are a better defense, but Andrew Luck's getting it. (laughs) Yeah, that's not even that close. Andrew Luck's getting it done. All right, next one. Sticking with the quarterback position. It's the battle of streamers. Dak Prescott versus Marcus Mariota. I love Prescott. Yeah, I got to pick Prescott, too, Uh, on that one. No fun. He's my my streamer. Wide receivers. How about T.Y. Hilton or Keenan Allen? Uh, You go first. Uh, I'm going to pick Keenan Allen in this one. I will take Hilton based on his numbers against the that against boy. the Titans. That's the right pick against Wiz. the Titans. His last, like, I think, it's twenty sixteen. He goes off. T.Y. Hilton is the right pick, buddy. Nice job. We shall see. We shall see. Corey Davis versus Kenny Galladay. Uh, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick. Uh, I'm gonna pick Galladay with Marvin Jones out. I'll go with Corey Davis. There you go. I like it. I like it. Alright, what else we got here? Let's dig down on the receiver list here a little bit. Uh, let's go with uh, Cortland Sutton versus Golden Taint. I take Sutton. Easy pick for you. I take Sutton. I like me some Cortland Sutton. Did even I, against did the I talk you into Golden Tate on this one? I even did against I talk you the into Chargers. Golden Tate I right picked here, against Golden Sutton earlier, so that's my problem. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the Saints. No, I, I'll take Sutton. All right. On to running backs. Oh. David Johnson versus Zeke Elliott. Zeke's going against Atlanta and the Raiders. I'll let you go first on this one. I'll take Zeke. I'll take David Johnson. Bad pick. I know. I like that. I like that. Says the guy who's not won this game. First yet. win this year. <laughs> All right. Uh, how about Dion Lewis versus Carrion Johnson? Well, you got to take Carrion Johnson. I will take Carrion. Less competition there. Dion Lewis is ranked higher. Yeah. In the weekly predictions. It's just that. Well, look at last week. Derrick Henry came in for all the goal line work. Carrion yeah. Johnson. Is losing some to LeGarrette Blount, but not all of it. He's anymore. getting more touches each week. That's true. All right. Last one here. Marlon Mack Ugh. or Delvin Cook? Ooh. Delvin Cook. <sighs> yeah, both of them are going to have a really hard time. But it, but it comes down to the, the potential for one play being the play for Delvin Cook. I take him, too. It's quick and easy, fellas. There you go. That's how we like it. There's that. We've got we've got what five of them that we're going head to head on. I like it enough. All right, one last game to play before we're done, and unfortunately, mm. I no longer get to play. 
who you got. That's what I picked the Jets. A lot of people picked the Jets in our in our pick our survivor pick and pool. They got fucking destroyed by the Bills. I'm out. That's my third strike. Wiz, you got your second strike when you picked. Atlanta. Atlanta lost to the Browns. So we've only got one team left with no strikes. Eight teams left out of 225 that don't have any strikes. So we hope we hope somebody loses here. But who are the two of you picking the two that are still alive in this week's survival pool? I'll go first because I have two strikes. I am on my last uh, death wish here, folks. I'm going to go with Carolina, who I do not like a lot. But I have to play in the goddamn Detroit Lions, who are going, you know, they're, they're arguing about practicing in the snow, so I like this pick. Actually, there's only six teams left with no strikes. Six. And here's what they got. The Bucks. That's a risky game on the road yeah. against the Giants. It's a shitty pick. That should be a loss, yeah, in my be. opinion. It's just, it's just a shitty there's pick. There's a Titans pick. Yes, there is. At the Colts. That should be a loss. Yeah, you can't say they should be losses. That's well, a good I game. mean, Colts are a home favorite. Okay. So that's your you're picking against the spread on the road. On the road. That doesn't seem very smart. Yeah, because because we're in week eleven. It gets hard. You've got to think there's a better pick. Two two Cardinals and two Saints. And who do you got? I went with the Cardinals. So we don't want the Cardinals to lose. So those two guys can win. Let's and, hope, uh, let's hope the, the Saints. Upset. Yeah, let's hope the Eagles are like, fuck it, we suck. Let's, let's well take it up. if you if you take that a little bit more granular, the the, the Oakland Raiders cannot pull off an upset. No. Th- th- there's no talent to pull off the upset. No. And again, we talk about it. Dude, they don't want... The Eagles, on the other hand, they've got enough talent to do that. It's possible. They Not to say they will, but they have the talent to do it. So I think your, your pick here, Bullfrog, is dead on. And the Raiders don't want to win. <laughs> yeah, they don't. You're they right don't want to win. John Gruden is playing to lose. So... There you have it. We'll see if we can survive another week with just one strike. Maybe get a little bit closer to that. It's a lot of money if we win anything. It's not likely at this point. It's over four figures, folks. We got a lot of weeks left, guys. It's eleven hundred bucks for the winner. Totally possible. Um, But anyway, we're we're done with our show. We've got some I don't know Mario Kart or something to play. So (laughs) got a lot of editing to do. I have a lot of editing to do. Um, This guy's got a lot of breastfeeding to try. My so, nipples just don't feed like my wife. You could try. So anyway, fuck off, and we will see you. Wow, well, fuck, I guess I'll talk to you on Tuesday. These assholes suck. Thank you for listening to another episode of Your Football Fantasy. Do us a favor by subscribing on Apple Podcasts. Like, follow, and share our Facebook page. And leave reviews everywhere to let people know just how much you love us. We'll see you back next week to make more of your fantasies come true.